Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. My guest today is lead analyst Logan Motoshami to talk about mortgage rates and why they're still going up when the inflation data is so good. Logan, welcome back to the podcast. Sarah, happy sub 2% inflation day. That's where we are right now. And uh, um, we said they were going to be old and slow. We talked about the spiking of the Fed's eggnog in Christmas of 2022. We were going back crazy when the Fed went hawkish a few Fed meetings ago for no apparent reason. And we had to waste months with mortgage rates heading toward 8%. And now today, I think everyone can understand why I wasn't a, you know, it's paper, rock, scissors, labor over inflation, and why the Fed was going to be old and slow on this one. It is. Okay. So our topic today is why mortgage rates aren't falling because we do, to your point, we were even below what the Fed said their target rate was. So how, what is, how does that work? So I think, I think one of the things I've, I've learned is going on the nerd tour and talking to people, I think people were, were told that because the growth rate of inflation was going to fall, and it was, there's this basic arithmetic. I mean, if we, if we know this and the Fed doesn't know this, they all should be fired, okay? Every single one of them, gone. Jolts, go fishing, go read Civil War books, whatever. But the fact that the Federal Reserve not only overhiked, but also, you know, they're doing quantitative tighten and they're, you know, went hawkish a few months ago. It's just, it's just who they are, right? You could just re- read it. But here, I, the reason I had the Gandalf line was that the bond market was starting to anticipate, or at least what they thought was economic weakness and recession toward 2022. And we, we all, there was a lot of data lines that were flagging recessionary data lines and the bond market went with that. There was world stress, everything, money went to bonds. That wasn't the case after, you know, the Silicon Valley banking crisis. So you're, I'm holding the line with my, with my own model here, but I'm a jobless claims guy. That's all I talk about. What's the data line that's gotten better? Jobless claims. So the labor data with the Fed overhike, with the t- quantitative tighten, with everything here, it kind of looks about right. I mean, jobless claims are near all-time lows. So we are sitting here today with three and six-month personal consumption expenditures, the Fed's main, being sub 2%. The quarterly GDP inflationary data, the deflator, 2%. And real real rates are really high and they're doing quantitative tightening. So this is what I was afraid of. And as we sit here in 2024, they're behind the curve because they overhiked. They shouldn't have done that. They should have, they should have just stuck to what they were talking about toward the end of 2022. And now we're sitting here, unfortunately, right, with mortgage rates too high because the one sector of our economy that is still basically near recession, uh, great recession lows in demand is housing. And it's starting to get frustrating for people. It's starting to become an issue to where everything is fine, but why, why, why is this going on still? 
So either the uh, the White House is going to have to do something here or the Federal Reserve. Some, something has to happen to change because this is getting ridiculous here at this point. We've seen, you know, we've seen different housing issues bubble up to the point where people in Washington uh, make moves, not the Fed necessarily. I mean, I think I think eight percent rates shocked everybody, maybe not them, but um, or I guess five percent on the yield is what you would say. But I mean, we have seen things bubble up from Main Street to the point that people in Washington are like, oh, we need to pay attention to this housing things. And so, you know, are we at the point where the general public understanding of mortgage rates is like? Listen, it should not be this higher. Do you think that's asking too much? Of no, the I, I think generally younger people are saying, what's going on here, right? We are now talking about the third calendar year. And I'm not even asking for much. The, the, the spreads get better and get the 10-year yield between 3.37 to 3.8. You know, we, we're 6% mortgage rates, whatever. But my problem is that they came out last year and said 6% mortgage is causing them problems. Go away then. I don't, I, I don't like the old holding the young hostage here because of some devotion to some fake model that doesn't exist. So they are behind the curves. That's why I always said when, when, when the 10-year yield made that big move lower and mortgage rates made that big root, people thought the Fed pivoted. No, they just said, oh my God, we really didn't need a recession to destroy inflation. Uh, it's, it's actually doing faster than, we're all saying this for some time now. It's a global pandemic. So now it's now it's like okay now you're unnecessarily being uh, having tight policy and the longer this goes because the economy the economic data is firm right growth picked up in 2023 the labor force was fine stocks rebounded all the things they said could not bring down these things all have to break to bring down inflation it did so it is time for everyone to repeat after me PCE is under 2% on the three and six month. Quarterly GDP PCE is at 2%. Something has to change here because we can't have just near recession lows because we're not talking for much, but it's got to get a little bit better. And literally, I think this is going to be an issue for the White House. I think this is going to be a, 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 an issue for politics out here. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's revisit the fact that PCE is what they look at, is what the Federal Reserve looks at, and their target for that was 2%, correct? Yes. The 12-month is at 2.9. The headline is at 2.6. The real rates, right? The real rates are actually very restrictive. So I'm just going back to what they uh, said back then. So when we talk about real rates is that the Fed funds rate five and a quarter, um, headline PCs at 2.6, they're, they're, they're very restrictive. This is what we call unnecessarily putting the economy at risk. The longer this stays here, based on the Fed's own model, um, they would have to start cutting just to get to neutral, right? So it's just, I, I understand the frustration from everybody in the real estate and mortgage industry because they were told the growth rate of inflation falls, rates should fall one to one. 
not, I wasn't a firm believer in that the labor market at this point means. So now everyone can understand this, but this is a policy choice. This is the Federal Reserve in the United States government doing a COVID-19 housing policy. It's basically frozen, you know, even though we're, we'll talk about the pending home sales and purchase apps. This is a policy choice for younger people, right? And, you know, we had an MP NPR discussion uh, yesterday and they talk about the haves and the have nots. And they always want to talk about home prices. But I say, listen, you guys are looking at this wrong. All these people, these households, we always say America's strength is household balance sheets are great. All these people have low mortgages. We are now systematically targeting younger people because they finance most of their homes with higher mortgage rates. If the growth rate of inflation was at 7 8%, that's okay. We understand that. That, that, that mortgage rates can't go down on that. But here it is. It's down. We got two handles and we're just sitting here thinking, maybe we could cut rates. I don't know what time it is. This is why you want ball players, right? Every day we go, we get closer to death. So, and this is Mr. Team Higher Rates 2021, 2022. So I'm, I, I knew this was going to be the case. This is why we did the whole old and slow thing. This is why we said the growth rate inflation is going to come down in global pandemic. And this is why they still are doing this policy. Don't put all your eggs in the basket on inflation, bringing everything down. Now, the fact that the growth rate of inflation is down is excellent. We needed that because now everyone can focus on the Fed. You are doing this as a policy against the United States of America, right? And this is not like home prices are going to escalate out of control or anything. We are choosing to do this to our households. So now it's time for the country and the people to fight back that this COVID-19 housing economic policy, time's up now. You got to let this go, right? And I literally, if I see Neil Kashkari cry about 6% mortgage rates, we're going to challenge a live debate to the Fed president out here because we're not, we're not doing that again. Yeah. Have you heard anything today um, after these numbers came out from, from Fed president saying, oh, okay, wait a second. I, I think what the what the what the discussion today was that, you know, the real the real rates are actually really restrictive. So people are starting to go back to what the Fed originally said about, you know, what's the policy here? Because it's not just the Fed funds rate. It's quantitative tightening. It's all these things. So as we wrote about in the uh, uh, new home sales article yesterday, one of the reasons why we're not in a recession is because the builders have been paying down rates to keep construction workers to finishing projects. You know, every cycle in the past, what we've seen is residential uh, workers uh, get laid off first. So it's just, it's not so much for the, the new home sales market, but the existing home sales market is glaringly frozen, right? And whatever growth we are getting in purchase apps is working from all time lows. So I think everyone would have a different concept about the US economy if mortgage rates fell and demand picked up. I think this is the last piece of this puzzle. Um, and I, I, and I harpen on this, that we were told pain. We were told we need a job loss recession. We need the labor market to get hit. Jobless claims headline got under 200,000. Economic growth was firm, right? All these things and the stock market rallied and we're here. Like we talked about, it was a global pandemic. It looks like global pandemic inflation data. McFly, hello, hello, McFly, anyone, anyone, what are you doing now? What are we doing here? 
It's one thing to have the 10-year yield about 4%. It's another thing to have the spreads bad. Policy choice. Them. Look at their age. The old linger. Why? And the young have to pay the price for some thing that they had to deal with in the 1970s. So no, it's, it's, it's not okay anymore. Right. As somebody who was team higher rates, who was advocating, it was fine. We needed it. If I can let that go toward the end of 2022, it's 2024. Say something positive. Do something. Come on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, let's narrow in on mortgage rates specifically, because that is something, you know, that our audience cares so much about. So, and I'll remind our our listeners that every day you go into the Housing Wire Mortgage Rate Center and you give us, um, you know, a snippet of what you expect mortgage rates to do that day. We update it every day. Um, we have the optimal blue pricing right there. So, so we can uh, give up to the minute. So my question to you is like today, I mean, we've seen it all week where it's been ticking up all the last couple of weeks. How high do you think we're going to go or how long do you think that's going to last? Sarah, I do these ranges because I, 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 I run them off of my own uh, models tied to, to where I think the 10 year yield should go. And when I say four and a quarter on the top end and seven and a quarter in mortgage rates, but let's follow jobless claims data, jobless claims data, even though it ticked up uh, uh, this week, it's the headline number went under 200,000. So we are basically where we should be. I mean, I mean, I'm, I I don't write those things just for randomly throwing up. If jobless claims were at three hundred to three hundred thirty thousand, and the growth rate of inflation was higher, claims over inflation, the ten-year yield would go down, right? Uh, we saw a, a snippet of that last year, but we got to that Gandalf line, and I was just like, trust me, it's not that I d- didn't want to see the ten-year yield fall or your mortgage rates go down. Just it didn't didn't make sense to me to break that level. So. Where we are right now is where we should be because we don't have, we have, we still have that policy. We still have that. The long-term rates are only affecting mortgage rates here, right? So uh, as long as this continues, we're just going to stay in this range. We just keep track of all the economic data. GDP was fine. Retail sales are okay. New home sales came in to beat pending home sales. In this environment, housing gets disproportionately hit on the existing home sales side. This is why I always highlight, this is the third calendar year of great recession loans and demand. No other part of our economy is like running on this except for the housing market. And it's one thing to say, well, inflation is high. We have to, you can't say that anymore. I, 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 there's no way, there's no way I could defend them at this point. Right? So this was the concern all the way back to Christmas of 2022. You could just see the writing on the wall. This was going to be the case. They they would overestimate where inflation was, and we're not seeing anything on the side. I mean, Sarah, have you heard anything from any Fed members on housing? Anything that comes to your head about anything positively done for the housing market? 
Have you heard anything from them in the last 12 months of anything of use? No. Okay. There's a reason for that. So I hopefully, as the year goes on, things will change, but man, they are slow. So from, so from your perspective, um, unless they do something, you don't think that we're going to see the economic data has to get weaker. The labor data has to get weaker or they, they start becoming more dovish. So I'm just, I'm just sticking to what I've said all along. I'm a claims guy and claims got better and housing is going to get disproportionately hit if that's the case. And we're still here with the growth rate of inflation, two handles, the quarterly GDP PC, two handles back to back six, three, six month under 2%, one handle. And we're still sitting here. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, and, and I hope the white house feels it. I hope there's going to be, there's going to be, I hope there are some repercussions here because you can't just quietly ignore one side of this big part. It's not, it's not so much of just the people working in the industry. It's the consumer. It's this angst. It's like, Oh my God. So you are disproportionately impacting the citizens of the United States of America. And that is a declaration of war. <laughs> I can I can hear your passion. I see it. I know our our listeners do as well. And I think they they feel it too, because that's why they're in this business, right? Is to put people in homes. And we know that there's already like this um sentiment out there that like, well, the baby boomers got in when it was good and kind of closed the door behind them. And you know it's not even so much that that a lot of their purchases are cash or they're having so much down. So I, I just I don't like catering economic policy to the old, right? They already get Medicare, social security, and you know, household formation starts at a young age. Why the whole thing, Sarah, what, what, what am I rent, date, mate, get married, have kids, sex and economics and death and family formation. All these things matter. And we, this is the time where, okay, we got, we got a one and two handle on PCE and we're still here. And it's not surprising to me with the economic data, but it's it's frustrating to see the lack of response here. So Lord have mercy if I could get any of them on a live debate. Mm. <laughs> I I would moderate that debate. That would be amazing. Okay, so you've already said if you were the Fed, you would be like 75 basis points right now. I am, right I am cutting. I am doing something with mortgage-backed securities. I am not risking staying restrictive at this point. Right. And I, it doesn't even it doesn't even need to be within the range that we saw in the last decade. But I am not hovering around here. Right. So, again, this is why it is imperative that the future of our, our country has younger people in power. And not predicated to so much older people. Right. Because they're like, oh, my God, it's just it's oh, God, it's so frustrating. <clears throat> you don't win by being afraid. Right. You don't win by being afraid. And it's like it's it's one thing if inflation was running seven, eight, nine percent, but it's not anymore. So you, it's what we call an unnecessary risk at this stage. OK, so let's uh, turn from that very important topic to pending home sales. What do we see? Yeah. So pending home sales came in as a beak. It was a it was a big uh, uh, print. But again, context is key. Right. The tracker articles, everything. We kind of flag this back then. And that's why I say this is kind of like a carbon copy of what we saw last year, except we have a lower bar. 
So it, it sometimes the pending home sales and existing home sales don't capture all the demand, but the forward-looking purchase application data does. So what I saw again, here we go, rookie card out. We had we had positive purchase application data, and then all of a sudden Christmas and New Year's comes, and we saw some weakness in the data. And everyone's like, oh my God, lower rates aren't helping housing. Da -da -da. I'm sorry, man. You guys are just so pathetically bad at reading housing data. It's just, it's embarrassing. It's like some of you have kids and brothers and sisters and wives and husbands, and you're all just like, oh, it's Christmas and nobody's buying homes. Come on, man. Ball up. Seriously. In any case, the forward-looking data is that in the eight positive weeks of trending exclude. And I, I don't even take the first week of January, okay? And that was a positive print too. I kicked that one out because of the low, low-level trends of Christmas and New Year's. So it's a bounce, but realistically, it's it's a bounce from the record lows, you know. And I just, I do I do not want to be here, Sarah, in 2025, saying the fourth, you know, the fourth year of great recession lows, right when our millennial patch is here, and we have Gen Z now and everything, and we have some people saying, "Oh, Arthur Burns, the 70s inflation, it's going to come back on," and no, 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 so frustrating but this is what we got to do we got to get the message out there uh we saw a bounce we saw purchase application grow but when you're working from the lowest levels ever recorded in history with the amount of people working context is critical out there context is critical um logan thanks for being on of course you're going to be working on the housing market tracker we're uh, recording this on Friday. It will go live on Monday, but you will be working on that tonight as you do every Friday night, looking at all the data from all over the country that Altos Research provides um, for inventory. And you're going to be writing up that tracker. So, you know, if, if our audience hasn't looked at that yet on this Monday, they should look. We always publish that on Saturday and we will look forward to talking with you soon. Pleasure, Sarah. And remember, one, two handles. We're here. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show and leave a comment. And make sure to tune in tomorrow for more news and insight.